Here's what's coming up on today's show. So just because you're not working anymore doesn't mean you don't have a long-term time horizon anymore. And that's usually a mistake a lot of people make is they get a little too conservative too quickly because that money's got to sustain for a long period of time. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the wind-up and the delivery. Glad to have you back inside Perfect Game Retirement alongside Ryan Ledden over Black Oak Asset Management in the Atlanta area. I am Ben George, and we're talking about the bear market that we are currently sitting in here in the summer of 2022. Market's been pretty volatile this year. I know that uh, the word recession has been thrown around quite a bit here recently, but I'm assuming, Ryan, that everybody that's listening to this show is, is well aware of the conditions in the uh, the economy. But how, how often are you talking with clients right now about what's going on? Yeah, I mean, pretty frequent. I mean, obviously, these help uh, doing doing podcasts um, a couple times a month. You know, obviously, there's a little bit of a delay once we record these and then we put these out. But I do try to not try every Friday morning. I do have a it's called Breakfast with Black Oak, and it's sent out to uh, clients only. It's a video email and it's just talking about whatever's in the news. Obviously, this the the market that we're in, whether you want to discuss inflation, whether you want to discuss interest rates, this is the stock market itself. So we try to stay in front of people as much as possible. Again, we have that online calendar that people can hop on at any time and schedule a 15, 30 minute phone call with me at, at any time. It, it's, it's, it's online. It shows when I'm available. So there's no quote unquote hiding. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we like to stay in front of people as much as possible. We, we, we try to be as proactive as we can and reach out because these are the times where people want you to reach out. And this is the time where this is as a, an advisor, this is where you earn your keep. Uh, this is where you earn your, your living really is during times like this of uncertainty and it's easy when when the markets are doing twenty and thirty percent. You don't you don't hear from people. They don't you know. <laughs> it's uh my you don't get calls about your account statements being down, but now you do, and especially those those people who are on the doorsteps of retiring or my retirees who are pulling income out. So there is um you know there is some more discussions that have been taking place, but. So far, um, clients have, have stayed the course. Have we made some adjustments with some people? Sure, absolutely we've had. Because, you know, as a fiduciary, I give my advice uh, on what I think is best. But essentially, if they disagree with that and they want to do something else with portions of their money. Now, if they want to do something completely different with their money, we part ways. Hey, that's not what I believe. I believe in the long-term market. It's going to recover, but if you want to move to all cash and invest in all gold, that's not what we do. So please don't call us if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> that's I don't believe in that cryptocurrency. All those I just that's not not my cup of tea. That's not what I do. There's plenty of advisors out there that do that, but it's not not me. You, you see gold infomercials all the time, so you can use them as as an advisor. But hmm. definitely just staying ahead of it and communicate and educate. All right. Well, today we're going to do just that. We're going to communicate. We're going to educate you about the bear market. And, and we're really going to talk about some of these opinions and some of the advice that some of the 
bigger names in the financial industry are handing out, some commentators, experts, what they're saying about how to survive a bear market. And we're going to get Ryan's thoughts on that to see if he agrees, disagrees, what else he'd add to that conversation. Because I know this is an uncomfortable time for a lot of people. And you're wondering, how do I get through this? What's the best way to position myself so I come out on the other side of this stronger than I was before? And hopefully today's episode will help you with that. And again, if you do want to schedule your Retirement Coach 360 session, you can do that online at blackoakam.com. All of our podcasts are up there as well. You can find a lot of different topics uh, that we've done through through the years that, uh, that, that probably will help you out um, outside of a bear market. Plenty of stuff in there. So if you're curious about an aspect of financial planning, you can find it on our podcast. Just go to blackoakam.com. All right. We've got uh, four or five experts I want to run by you, Ryan, to kind of see what you think about these and and maybe get a little more guidance from you on, on how to proceed through this bear market. But let's start off with financial author Sam Robson. He says the bear market is a fantastic opportunity for long-term investors, with long-term being the key phrase there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, me being in my mid-40s, I mean, that's, this is a huge opportunity. I mean, you're, you're, buying, you're buying the market on sale. So anybody who's in the accumulation phase where they're still working, retirement's not really on the horizon for them, and they're just plowing money away. Stay the course. Don't do anything stupid. Don't have any knee-jerk reactions. Don't listen to some of these people on MSNBC that say the sky's falling or pick this stock or pick this one or sell this one. Just stay the course. Uh, again, Ramsey uses, um, he's not an advisor, so he doesn't give specific advice, but he he lays it out and just says, look, just spread your money out, diversify, and keep saving. It it's It's really that simple from a high level perspective. And it is, that's a hundred percent true. Obviously there's some complexity once you get to the investment part of things, but if you just stay the course, but yeah, long-term, but that, that term long-term can be misleading just because you're retired. You still have hopefully a long-term ahead of you. Now, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow, so we don't know how long we're going to be here, but if you're 65, and you're married, and both of you are fairly healthy, there's a really good chance that one of you is going to live well into their 90s. Well, that's long-term as well. That's 25-plus years, potentially. So just because you're not working anymore doesn't mean you don't have a long-term time horizon anymore, and that's usually a mistake a lot of people make is they get a little too conservative too quickly because that money's got to sustain for a long period of time. So yes, fantastic opportunity. We saw it most recently during COVID. That was a fantastic opportunity. And the people that put money in during those scary, uncertain times reaped the benefits of it and still are. Now the market is down significantly this year. Yes, but that's how markets work. They are going to have corrections. That's how market economies work. And when you spend as much money as our government has spent the last, my gosh, you could say decades, but in most recent history, there is you got to pay the piper and paying the piper is going to be inflation. And, and that could trickle down to uh, interest rates, which those have changed, which that can trickle down to the stock market, which that's affected. So there's, they all kind of work together, but right now it's a fantastic opportunity. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not scared of it. And so that's where I have to educate my clients to the same regard that, Hey, this is a long-term play. We're not jumping in and out of this thing. Because those are the people who get hurt the most, the ones that are trying to jump in and out and time the market. You can't do it. It's impossible. 
Yeah, it is so very difficult, but keep that long-term perspective on things, and it could be a great time right now. Um, how about financial journalist Bill Stone? He says there's a silver lining to the recent review of the stock market and bond market damage, and that there's a decent amount of bad news that's already baked into asset prices. He goes on to suggest that timing the end of the bear market is impossible, which you just mentioned, mm-hmm. but that the eventual rebound is typically explosive and look for it to happen before the economy recovers. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, let's let's use the uh, Great Recession in 2008, 2009. It took the overall economy a, a good while to completely recover. But if you look at stock market returns, they returned a whole lot quicker than the economy in general. Uh, now, obviously, the the market took a, b- a bloodbath there for a while. I mean, it was almost 40, 50% down from peak to trough. But you did see that market recover a ton quicker than just the economy in general. So there is, yeah, it is impossible to time where the bottom is going to be. And I I hear people say, well, I'm going to get back in when it's better. Well, and I wish I had the stats in front of me, but if you miss like, you know, the 10 best days each decade, it's some crazy amount of difference in returns that if you're sitting on the sidelines waiting it for to waiting for the market to get quote unquote better, you've already missed that huge uptick in the beginning. And a lot of times people miss that when they jump in and out of the market. But again, the stats are just, it's crazy if people are sitting on the sidelines on those days where there are some significant jumps back up, that that's what really hurts your long-term uh, return. So Typically, he's right. It, there is usually an explosive return uh, when it, we do get out of a recession, if you will, or a bear market. And uh, most people aren't, you know, they're, they're not ready for it. And so they're sitting on the sidelines in cash because they, they're tired of seeing their accounts go down for so long. And then when it does recover, you know, they miss the first 20, 30% as it goes back up. Yeah, I just think back to 2020, right? Just how quickly things bounce back. And, you know, obviously they're still fluctuating since then, but just think of how quickly like March dropped and then April almost, we were almost recovered. And I know, I'm sure a lot of people bought out and were like, hey, I, I got to just get, escape this. This this is, this time's different. And you, know, you miss that return and all of a sudden you're just in a deeper hole than you were to begin with. So, yeah, it's, it's a good comparison. I mean, it's a very, it's, it's different 2020 than it is today, but yet people have to put themselves in that market in 2020, like you're thinking it's gone down this much. Where in the heck is the end going to be? Well, it's easy to look back. It's Monday morning quarterback. It's so easy to look back and go, oh, yeah, you could see that. You know, it was such a short term thing. You knew because it was just a, a virus thing that we were going to bounce back. Well, not many people were saying that when we're in the, in the thick of it in March. People are like, my gosh, it's gone down 33% already it could lose another 33%. I mean, there's pundits everywhere saying that this is not the end, this is not the end, and it was. <laughs> hmm. It quickly was the end of, and the market was at all-time highs at the end of that year. So when you're in the middle, and, and this one, oh, this one's going to be longer, this one's going to be longer. Oh, well, how do you know that? Well, because of this, this, and this. Okay, that makes sense, right. but people made sense in 2020 too. 2020 as well. <laughs> I'm saying 2022. <laughs> 2020 as well. But yes, could this time be different? Sure. I mean, there's more kind of long-term things with inflation and interest rates. Yeah, those are more longer-term lagging indicators. 
but uh, you know, it, it still could it still could recover quickly. Um, and, and this stuff's emotional based. We got midterm elections coming up. Now that could change things for better or for worse. Who knows? But even that, the market usually smooths itself out a few weeks after some some election. So you can't put too much stock in that either. Everybody says, oh, I'm going to wait until January to see, you know, what happens with the election. I'm like, okay. I mean, it, it's a reasonable, re, it, it's reasonable, um, but usually these things work themselves out anyways. Um, so it's, it's better to stay the course and you just don't know when that rebound is going to happen. Stay the course. Great advice as always. All right. Um, let's move on to this next one. A collection of advisors uh, in a recent Go Banking Rates article, they shared the following advice. Do not change your allocation in your 401k following a market downturn without first making sure you have a thought out long-term strategic financial plan in place. Which is true. Yeah. But most people don't have that long-term strategic financial plan in place. That's that's kind of the problem, but I do. I it's kind of it's eye opening that I've had as many questions as I've had about current ret- uh, employer sponsored plans like a four hundred one k or a four hundred three b or whatever you have access to. I've, I've actually had several clients, and, and that's probably me failing on my education of it, of not stop contributing to the four hundred one k during a market downturn. And I'm thinking, well, no, that, that's the exact opposite you, you want to do. So if you're listening to this and there's a downturn like it is now, do not, do not, do not stop or lower your 401k unless you have to to make you know, your budget meet because of inflation's running a little bit higher. But do not stop or lessen your 401k contributions because of a downturn in the stock market. If anything, my goodness, put more in. So do do the opposite of what everybody else is doing, but please do not stop your 401k contributions just because the stock market's down. Now, do do sometimes do people need to make adjustments? Sure, depends on the phase of life. And sometimes what really happens most of the time, people start their 401k, put certain investments in there and never look at it again. It could be five years, it could be 25 years later, and they're still in the same types of investments. Well, that that could be a that could be a problem. Um, so if it's an employer sponsor plan, hopefully they have an advisor on the account. Uh, if they don't, maybe hire one to take a look at what you do have inside your four hundred one k. But yeah, don't don't change any things around just just because the market's down. Do it because you have a plan in place. Yeah, that almost kind of sounds to me like you know don't make emotional reactions, right? Just because things aren't going well and you see your account you know dwindling maybe in value, don't just automatically start doing you know, making different investments or picking different uh, stocks or mutual funds just because of where you are. It's almost, it almost kind of feels like an emotional thing. Absolutely. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I'm a counselor half the time. Um, it's not necessarily just a, a financial advisor. I'm a, I'm a counselor as well because this stuff can get emotional. And, you know, you see 20% of your life savings go in six months. I get it. And so I'm not saying I'm a robot with no emotions. I, I do get it. But I just knew I do know the long-term ramifications of this stuff. If you do make emotional decisions, usually doesn't work out well, and that's how we make most of our decisions. We don't use logic; we use emotion, and, and that's where I have to try to take the emotion out of that and try to put as much logic in it as possible. Gotcha. All right, let's do uh, one more here, Ryan Warren Buffett. I know you know who that is. I know everybody listening know who's, knows who that is. 
Well, I'm sure he has had a lot of success during bear markets, and he has two famous pieces of advice that both apply to down markets, and but they seem a little bit contradictory. So I'm going to help you have us kind of explain this for us here a little bit. So the first one is the most important thing to do if you find yourself in a hole is to stop digging. Great piece mm-hmm. of advice. Mm-hmm. But the second one, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. So how do you try to reconcile that, Ryan, where you actually want to you know, be aggressive and greedy, but also not dig yourself into a deeper hole? Yeah, it, it is two polarizing pieces of advice, uh, both great. Um, the first one, uh, the most important thing to do if you find yourself in a hole is to stop digging. To me, and I have to actually look back and see the context of how he said this. But to me, that means like stop chasing something. If, if something is just not doing well and it is just tanking, well, to, just to keep throwing money and maybe that one particular investment is to keep chasing, keep chasing and have this emotional attachment and thinking, oh, it's going to recover, it's going to recover. Sometimes you do have to go, okay. I got to move on from this. I got to stop putting money into this. I got to move on. So I don't think that means stop investing. It just may mean stop chasing what you were chasing, whether that is, it's easy to pick on right now, but crypto, I mean, you know, it it was as high as like 62, $63,000 a share. And what is it, you know, 22, 23,000 a share. So like stop throwing money at that. You know, you you just cut bait (laughs) on something like that. You know, because I just we don't do crypto, so I'm stay away from it as a fiduciary. I don't I don't touch it. So the most important thing to do is, is is stop digging. Is cut bait with those quote unquote loser investments that you may have had. So I look at people's portfolio when we do need to take distributions out if they're retired. I look at some that are way like significantly down. Going, you know what? We just got we got to say bye. <laughs> we got to say bye to that particular investment. Let's just get out of that and do something different. You know, is is there no longer an emotional attachment there? We've seen it go down for so long. Let's just get away from it. So for me, that's what it means not to necessarily stop investing, but stop chasing, stop throwing money at a, a an investment. It's just, it's done for and you have this emotional attachment to it. So you got to unhook yourself from it. So be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. I mean, that's what we're in right now. Be greedy when others are fearful. People are fearful right now. So put more in your 401k. Don't stop contributing to it. Uh, Be as aggressive as you can. Uh, If you got cash sitting on the sidelines, it's still a great opportunity to do it. Could it continue to go down further? Yeah. Again, we we all know, listen to the show, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't believe in market timing, but I do know it is on sale more than it was before. So Throw more money at it, but then when when be very fearful when people are chasing returns and they're starting to get greedy. Again, it's Monday morning quarterback, but the real estate market, 2008, 2009, it's kind of like, yeah, people were really greedy when it came to that. Um, mortgage lenders, really greedy <laughs> when it came to stuff like that. Uh, again, crypto, the most recent. I mean, it's, it's like people have the the FOMO disease and, and they don't want to miss out because all these other people are making ungodly amounts of money on crypto. I would be fearful when, when people are getting greedy with stuff like that. So two, I mean, most of the time what comes out of Warren Buffett's mouth is, is great advice. Uh, but those two seem to be contradictory. But when you kind of peel back the layers of it, they're not. It's just sometimes we need to know when to say bye to a certain investment, but uh, uh, keep investing and stay the course. Great advice. 
across the board here. Do you have anything that you'd maybe add, Ryan, to kind of conclude, just specific advice maybe that you're giving your clients right now? I know you kind of gave us a little bit to start the show, but any, any final thoughts you'd finish with? Yeah, I mean, especially with retirees or people who are about to retire, sometimes it may be more beneficial to potentially delay a retirement at this time. It's probably not the advice that some retirees want to hear, but sometimes when there is a market downturn, you may want to delay, really consider, hey, can I can I do this for six more months or can I do this for another year? Okay, maybe I can. I get those sometimes mentally when we start really gearing up for retirement and checking out going, okay, I'm done. <laughs> it's hard for, to take advice going, okay, we've been in a little bit of a downturn. You know, your portfolio is down 20%. Let's kind of hold off. Let's, let's build that back up and get back to the levels that we were before. That's, that's difficult to do. But some of you pre-retirees who were thinking about retiring, that may be something. And, and it's amazing when you do an income plan with people, just delaying retirement a year, how much difference it makes for the overall income plan and how much longer it sustains itself just by delaying it another year, because that may mean you can delay social security for another year, another year of growth, another year of savings, another year of income. Uh, it's just, it's amazing what it does do uh, for those pre-retirees, but for everybody else, yes, like we said, stay the course, keep investing more. This too shall pass. It stinks when you're in it. It, it really does, but it's it's going to pass. We're going to get through this. I know it looks bleak right now, but uh, they, we've said that throughout history, and it's, it continues. Capitalism prevails. It's not a perfect system, but it does prevail, and stay the course and don't make any emotional decisions. BlackOakAM.com, that's where you can schedule your Retirement Coach 360 session if you want to sit down and meet with Ryan. It's the best place to start. All right, let's jump into the mailbag, get a question today. This one came in from Rita. It says, I'm 61 years old and I've never had a financial advisor. If I've made it this far on my own, surely I can make it the rest of the way, right? You could, Rita. I mean, if you've done this well uh, at, at your age, yes, it may be a biased opinion, but when you, especially when you retire, it's a completely different beast when you start decumulating assets, taking money out. How do you do it? Which investments do you sell? What your tax rates are going to be? I mean, there's so many pieces of the puzzle that are different than the accumulation phase. Accumulation phase, you sock money away. You kind of put your head down, so to speak, and just keep plowing through and save and save and save and save and save. But when you do get to retirement and fully retire, what does Medicare look like? When do I claim Social Security? What are tax rates? Yeah, what investments do I sell? How do I how do I sell those each month to efficiently make my portfolio last longer? And and there's a method to the madness to to doing that, not just going in and saying, yeah, I need five grand a month, and just going in, click, 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 and sell. And there's your five grand to uh, create that kind of cash flow. So, so many different pieces to it, Rita. You, you may be able to. Uh, you, you may have a pension and Social Security and your income needs are met and that pot of money just stays invested that you could do that. Uh, but there's still some nuances along the way that I think working with an advisor, uh, would help you out, but there's no, there's no blanket statement for that question that you do have. So you certainly could be without one. I don't think it would hurt you to meet with a few advisors and just have conversations with them. If you want to go down that path and you like it, great. If not, then you can at least say, hey, I tried it out and I feel like I can do this on my own. At least you'll at least you'll know, Rita. Yeah, I think that that's great advice, Ryan, because I think I could just picture someone sitting down with an advisor 
having never worked with one before and kind of getting to that point where you're, you know, you're approaching retirement and just going through all the different questions that you might ask, you know, health insurance, what's your long-term care plan, social security, you know, just running down the list of items that's on your checklist normally for a client and just getting, getting an idea of where they stand. Because I imagine a, a few things might open up where they go, oh, I hadn't really thought of that yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there's definitely, I mean, there's tons of that. I mean, I could go on and on and on for days on, on stuff like that. But yeah, there's plenty of times where like, oh, I didn't know that. Or, oh, I'm, right. That's and that great- doesn't mean we get them as clients, but at least they know, okay, maybe I didn't know as much as I thought. Yeah. Great way to just kind of find out what's out there and just to kind of make sure on the surface that you're in pretty good shape. That's a great way to do it, Rita. But we wish you the best of luck uh, with whatever you decide. All right, let's finish out the show with a little getting to know you question for Ryan. We do this on just about every episode, learn more about Ryan away from the office. Um, I, I saw Ryan recently, the Mega Millions, as we're recording this. I don't know if you pay attention to the lottery amount. Nope. I know you're not a risk taker. <laughs> And I know you don't you don't tell your your clients to, to play the lottery, uh, but the lottery is up to I think six hundred and sixty million. So oh, when it gets over five hundred million, that's when I'm like, you know what, I'll go buy a few tickets. Um, the the hundred fifty million, not enough for me, right? But the five hundred plus, I'll play that. Um, so if it kind of brings us to our question, what hobby would you get into if time and money weren't an issue? If you won that lottery, you had six hundred and sixty million coming your way. Didn't need to work. You'd still probably pick a few clients to work with. But if you didn't have oh, to yeah. work, uh, <laughs> what hobby would you embrace? I would probably, in in the phase of life I'm in with my kids being so active, I don't have a chance to do this as much as I would like to. But me being a big outdoors guy, I would probably do like really cool hunting excursions. Now, that means domestically... Maybe in in North America, I don't need to do these like African safari. That's not me, but there's so much of the United States that I've not seen uh, that I've been invited to on private land hunts that, I mean, they're 15, 20 grand uh, to go hunt big game animals that are on a, on a private land hunt. Now you'll get, you'll get a, a big game, you'll get a trophy, but it comes at, at a cost. And even at that, as much as I like being outdoors, I'm like, whew, man, 15, 20 grand, that's still kind of a lot to, to swallow. But I love being outside so much that if that was not an option, yeah, absolutely. I would, I would, I would be outdoors doing something on some kind of excursion and, uh, and going hunting. And, and I don't necessarily have to shoot anything. I just like being, being outdoors and, and being on those hunts. So time does not allow that right now um the 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 money portion i'd have to check with my wife before i'll go on a hunt like that (laughs) and cost that much money but if it was no no object um then then i would definitely go on big hunts i'm not a golfer i've tried that for a while i go out recreationally and do it um but i'm just i don't have the time i don't have the, the patience really um, golf is a game that you have to play a lot and I don't have that patience to continue to play a lot and, and sink that kind of money into it. So I've just, I bought custom made clubs like three years ago and I think I've used them like four times. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you have, you know, unlimited time, you'll be able to, uh, sharpen your skills on the course. Who knows? Yeah, but, yeah. I'll go shoot guns. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a, was, we all have a dream of how we'd spend that, how I spend that time, and and not worry about it. And that's where we all want to be. We all want to be financially independent and not have to worry about those things. So that's the goal. That's what that's hopefully right. everyone will get to at some point in their life. All right, let's close out this episode of Perfect Game Retirement on that note. Good stuff. And and who knows, Ryan? Maybe I'll hit that Mega Millions and 
maybe never we'll never do the podcast again together. Who knows? But uh, it'd have to be a client that hits it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'll fire everyone else except for them. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it won't be me. It may be a client, but it won't be me. Yeah. Well, we'll close it out. Ryan, I enjoyed it as always. Remember, find us online, blackoakam.com. You can schedule a retirement coach 360 session there. If you want to call Ryan, jot down this number. It's 470-508-0508. Hi, Ryan. Appreciate the time as always. And uh, thank you for listening to Perfect Game Retirement. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Absolutely. The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledden, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC, Black Oak Asset Management, and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.